This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. This is not 1988 or 2012, but it is 2023. This appears to be what shifting from a weather scare to a weather event looks like in Chicago border trade markets. I had noted that it was all going to come to a head very soon. We are there. Last year, 80% of the country was in some degree of drought. That was reduced to 40% or so this winter. Drought is now expanding again at 57% coverage where corn is grown currently. This is not 1988 or 2012. By that, we mean that the setup that caused those droughts is not aligned with the setup today. But it is 2023, and it has its own setup that is robbing the heartland of moisture. The primary missing rainmaker is the lack of a Bermuda high. Instead of being over Bermuda, spinning moisture up into the Midwest, it has been gallivanting off in the Atlantic, spending time closer to Europe. It needs to move back home. The absence of the Bermuda high means most moisture coming into the Corn Belt is arriving from the west. It has not been penetrating far enough into the eastern Corn Belt. Plain states have been getting the best rain, significantly reducing their drought. Systems wrap up around the southern Corn Belt as well as drenching the south. There is a donut hole over eastern Iowa and Minnesota, Wisconsin, northern Illinois and Indiana, as well as Michigan, that these systems coming from the west have been unable to penetrate. Forecast hint of better success, but no cigar yet. Crops in this region have been waiting, and at some point they agronomically go over the edge with unrecoverable yield loss. The market thinks that we are there. One could describe the current drought geographics as being the mirror image of last year. There was an imaginary line through eastern Iowa, north and south, that marked the border where the rain stopped and started. Last year, the west side of the line was dry, and the east side got rain. This year, that has reversed. However, even the west side has not been well watered, and spots have been missed. As noted, recent rains covered about 10 counties of Iowa, and there are 99. To date, there have only been brief periods of hot temperatures with generally cooler conditions, which created a cool, dry drought. That means the crop damage has been a slow process. Forecasts, however, have more heat in them, and this will accelerate yield loss when they have inadequate soil moisture. Up until this point, we have described this as a crop scare, nothing that a general rain would not fix. If weather continues as forecast, some crops will go over the edge with irreparable damage. There's a great difference between a crop scare and a real event. The trade has been looking for an end to a three-year Corn Belt drought and transition to El Nino. El Nino is coming, but too slow. Equatorial waters have warmed as trade winds single to change from La Nina to El Nino. Water off California has not warmed up enough yet. The El Nino has not yet been able to dominate. By 2024, it will be well established, but this is 2023. If this becomes a weather event, then price potential becomes measured in dollars, not cents. USDA set this thing up of lofty expectations for trendline plus yields and factored them into their balance sheet. If they are wrong, there are a lot of adjustments that need to be made to their numbers. Upcoming reports become even more weighty. Losing planted and harvested acres along with downward yield adjustments could rock USDA bean counters as they revise their production and carry out projections lower. The trade expected that we were about to transition from what was historically high prices declining to more historical price levels. They thought price weakness was the trend, and instead it may have been a correction. We correctly interpreted the five-wave decline into the May low as being an important bottom, but it is proving even more important than we anticipated. 
The upper response from that low on this week's price action suggests that instead of the rally being a correction, that it is the start of something new. Technical potential has now opened up. That means that new highs in November soybeans and December corn are now within possibilities. That is a major change in analysis, to say the least. The next major resistance in December corn is the 637 secondary high that marked the B-wave top. After that, it is the 679 contract high as a target. For soybeans, $14 has been tested as a resistance many times, so that is the obvious barrier. These new crop contracts have traded discount to where our old crop pricing structure has been, as normal production was expected this year. That assumption may prove to have been premature. What if new crop grain and soy prices rose back up to old crop price levels instead of the other way around? That would have huge ramifications for end users who thought that their cost structure was about to improve. This would be another blow to livestock producers. While this weather event can cause the market to shoot up, the same velocity of a decline may follow. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.